0: Good evening and welcome to Burst of All, Live on Cam FM, the show about the weirdest news from the past week. I'm Michael Contario. and I'm Chris Morton. And we're going to be giving you a rundown of some of the stranger
1: stories, starting with this one. Chris. Indeed. Uh, first up, uh, a man named William Middleton, uh, who uh, lives in Aberdeen, uh, has become the uh, the latest uh, social media sensation uh, by virtue of getting his head trapped in a dustbin. Uh, specifically, one of those streetside ones, uh, not an ordinary dustbin because that's very difficult. Uh, he uh, he was apparently stranded uh, at the side of an Aberdeen- Aberdeenshire street uh, for about twenty minutes or so, uh, with uh, uh, with with his with his head stuck inside the uh, streetside waste receptacle uh, until firefighters were able to liberate him
0: does it say how the firefighters were able to liberate him because I like in my head to imagine that it was like a proper cartoon style thing where they had to, they kept on pulling him pulling him and then had to go and get some soap and poured that put like the kind of white soap all around his ears and around the back of his neck and then they pulled and pulled again and then eventually there was a big <laughs> and, and he just kind of came free, uh, uh, and everyone fell over in a in a hilarious fashion.
1: Tragically, I think the real world is uh, uh, is a much crueler place than you might have hoped. Uh, and uh, he was removed from the dustbin by destroying the dustbin. Uh, the uh, the firefighters took bolt cutters to the uh, the otherwise innocent container uh, and and rent it to pieces. Uh, you don't see that on Fireman town
0: no uh, did they have those big ones they also use for getting people out of car accidents is that is that where where they got them from it's like car accidents also dustbins
1: I suppose so. I I I've got to suppose that a dustbin is less tough than a car, because otherwise if you drove your car into a dustbin, you would <laughs> you would die and the dustbin would remain unscathed. And I think as a society we'd have done things wrong in that case. So yeah, I I think I think you can probably downsize like a couple of steps from your from your car freeing devices. But in principle, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. Oh I, I quite like that um the, the excuse the reason that
0: he gave was here. Um, is that he was trying to recover I- his hat, which does tend to beg the question: Why was his hat in the dustbin in the first place? Because if it has just accidentally fallen off and been blown off by a gust of wind and f- and flown blown directly into the dustbin, we're back into the cartoon
1: physics view of the world rather than the actual real world, surely. I believe the uh, the truth is that he and his hat have uh, an on again, off again kind of relationship, uh, and that uh, he had be- he had become incensed with the hat uh, and discarded it with fury. Uh, but of course, he was not no- able to make it a mere twenty paces down the street before realizing that that, uh, that at heart that he loved the hat and he and he must return to the hat uh, and did uh, and he was reunited with his hat. Like he did actually get the hat back, so so it's a happy ending for everyone apart from the bin. Oh, yes. No, I mean, the bin... It's an innocent bystander, but, uh, but there was no saving the bin.
0: I, I, I like to imagine that uh, actually he wasn't really looking for his hat. He just said that as an after afterthought, or perhaps he even planned it and go. You know, I wonder what it lo- what it's like to stick your head in the bin. It's like just one of these strange urges that, that you sometimes get. Like if you're on the top of a cliff, you, you, there's a little tiny bit of me that when I'm on the top of a cliff always goes, "What would it be like to jump?" I mean, obviously it's not something that you're actually going to do, but it, it's a, it, it's that sort of. Bizarre, just wanting to smash the rules, and in this case, the rule against sticking your head in the dustbin. (laughs) Which, as it turns out, is there for a very good reason, because it leaves you stuck inside the dustbin for 20 minutes. uh, And the nickname Buckethead...
1: I, I'm sl- I'm slightly alarmed that your your list of reasons why my one might put their head in a bin goes number one hat retrieval perfectly sensible number two mere morbid curiosity <laughs> that the, there's nothing in between those two stations for you uh, uh, for okay, to, the, the, the. there's no number one and a half uh, some foolish individual has discarded in an entire chicken zinger tower burger meal uh, I shall retrieve that at once and consume it yeah, that, that's surely one and a half slightly more sensible uh, than <laughs> curiosity. Slightly less than hat. Are, are you sure that is more sensible? Because, yes, um, I am. Because that, that requires you to eat food from the bin. True, but like the morbid curiosity thing, that earns you nothing. This at least earns you nutrition, whereas <laughs> the and, hat, possibly, and possibly food poisoning. The critical thing that makes the hat a better idea is that the hat can be laundered, and you can't launder a chicken zinger tower burger. I've, I've tried, it doesn't work. <laughs> you clog up your washing machine, and it doesn't taste very good. It tastes mostly of, of water...
0: I'd, I'd like to ask our, our audience if they can come up with any other ideas for why this man felt that he had to stick his hat
1: in his the head bin. his head his head into the bin the hat is the matter of question you can't presuppose like it, it, you can't presuppose the conclusion in your question that would be that would be scientifically improper
0: why he might stick his head in the bin uh, bonus go. points if this also in some strange way involves a hat also ending up in the bin that would be ideal
1: that would help him for certain. Yeah. And then
0: finally, on this story, Buckethead is the name that they gave him. It, it's noticeably quite different from wandering around with a bucket on your no. head. It's a bin.
1: Well, well, they, why didn't they call him Binhead? A lot of bins are buckets, of course. You know, they're, they're, they're just buckets that we happen to call bins. And in that but case... Uh, and but that this ca- this one is not. Uh, this is one of the few bins which is not a bucket, so... Yeah, it's gonna, in that case, I would be perfectly happy for him being called Buckethead.
0: but. Uh, well, in this specific instance, you can't just generalise out bin equals bucket, because that, that, that way you could be start assuming that all buckets were
1: also bins. Mm. And, and then who knows t- where that will end. It would cause endless trouble extinguishing fires, for example, <laughs> because you would get any your bucket and go, uh, sorry, any old bin, and go, that's probably about good. <laughs> Chuck. Uh, as it turns out, uh, a lot of bins are full of very flammable waste, uh, and also Kentucky Fried Chicken products, both of which are very flammable. So... So refrain
0: okay. Yeah, or, or, or alternatively uh, you could have people trying to make sandcastles and then someone just comes along and uh, chucks the remains of their sandwiches in there
1: They were. Cho- the, the oh, the I bucket see. Was a see, I, I thought you were trying to extinguish a fire with a bucket of sand which is a very sensible <laughs> thing to do so you know, that's the one case when you'd have been okay <laughs> Yes, but uh, the, using using the bucket of sand as a bin, that's
0: good So moving on, our our second story this week is um, from the internet, uh, pretty much.
1: Uh, yes, in, it's one of those things that can only happen on the internet, or for equivalent levels of, uh, of, uh, incongruous insanity, uh, can only happen in America. Uh, this is, uh, the Republican Senate candidate, uh, in the state of Maine, uh, which is the, the top right most state, uh, if you've, uh, if your American geography, uh, is as weak as mine. Uh, the, uh, so the, uh, the Republican candidate, uh, has carried out a character assassination on his Democratic rival, uh, by noting that she plays World of Warcraft. Uh, the the Democrat whose name is uh, Colleen. Uh, oh dear, uh, it's it's Colleen and a difficult to pronounce surname. So I'm just going to call her Colleen. Uh, so uh, so Colleen uh, who's running for the uh, running for the Democratic Party uh, in Maine. Uh, it plays an orc rogue uh, in the game of World of Warcraft uh, yes. and her rivals have said that uh, this is uh, uh, make, makes her unfit for office. Yeah,
0: because sp- specifically the fact that it's a rogue who stabs people in the back and uses poisons not that she plays World of Warcraft is, is I think what they're going for there. But I, uh, I think
1: they're mainly going for the fact that she plays World of Warcraft but uh, for the fact that she played a, a treacherous, backstabbing, double-dealing individual was particularly helpful. Uh... <laughs> Uh,
0: It's one of these things where you can only do this for something on the internet. Because you wouldn't say um, if someone... I don't know. Collects, mo- builds model trains. Uh, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't start going. I, I think that this shows uh, that shows that they are I- incapable of being in a in a, in a p- place of political power because they spend their time working with a fantasy world in which all the trains run on time. You can't do that. It's just because it's the internet that you suddenly
1: can. Well, the, the, the thing about that though is that like model railway construction is not as morally hot, reprehensible as murder. I mean, the, the thing that's being leveled against it, her is that. That she likes to play at fantasy murdering and fantasy backstabbing and such like, whereas if she was playing at fantasy governing, which <laughs> is basically what model railway building is, then I, you know I mean, that, that wouldn 't provide you with quite so much ammunition I and mean, you might be able to say that she was a little bit deranged because yeah model railways but but you could but you couldn 't say that uh, that it involves simulating something uh, which is usually considered improper. Uh, you could say that to somebody who played paintball, for example, you could say that they, you know they spend their, they spend their weekends shooting people we, we sh- with, Obviously, they're suitable to be in charge in America, but anywhere else, uh, then then this would be highly improper. You know, there's, there's just not many hobbies uh, that are that are reprehensible in that way.
0: I, I I would be quite concerned about someone who took who took part in uh, fantasy governing, running for a position of power, because sure. you'd always be wondering if they were going to get the two confused. <laughs> uh, and, and, and go, ah, oh, it's okay, I can, just, I can just adjust this slider and then the happiness of my country is raised. Surely it's going to be exactly like that in real life. I'll just
1: shift money around the budgets and there, there we go, instant happiness there's not a huge amount of danger there though unless they happen to be in charge of the nuclear red button like if they are then then you're screwed like you should make sure that the president of the united states has at least some idea of what he's doing for that reason film (laughs) film watching there we go that do do they say
0: the same thing that like i don't think that people should be in charge because they watched a violent film ah true and and empathized with the main character there we go why not that it's because it's the internet Yep. Yep. Okay. nice. <laughs> yeah, um, is, is my point, <laughs> and also the new the, the new World of Warcraft has pandas in. It's kind of like you can't you're going like, that, that it, it's a game with pandas. You can't go you, you, in that case. You're just going look, if you if you someone was playing a game with pandas in that, that that that's not going to be anything morally reprehensible there at all.
1: They're pandas. They're cute. They have big eyes. So you are saying, so, hang on. So World of Warcraft contains pandas it does now yeah but it does also contain murder and backstabbing yeah does it contain pandas who murder and backstab each other possibly hmm (laughs) i I, I feel it's uh, it's blurring the lines of these these moral dichotomies (laughs) (laughs) because everyone knows pandas are the opposite of backstabbing they are but why do you think pandas have been so unsuccessful that's their principal problem. <laughs> they're, <laughs> spe- they're, they're scrupulously honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they get two pandas together and they go, I'm really sorry, I, I don't quite like you in that way. And yeah, they go, exactly. oh yeah, fair enough, I have got, got a bit of a big backside, yeah. Yeah,
1: the, 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 <laughs> that's the stuff you can't understand, is all these, all, these, all these pandas in Edinburgh Zoo just sort of going, well, frankly, I think it would be for the best uh, if our species were not perpetuated, it's not terribly well designed. Uh, I, th- I think we'd be doing everyone a favour.
0: So there we go. If you've got any comments about any of the stories that we've already discussed, you can email in studio at camfm.co.uk, or if you're listening on online at camfm.co.uk, you can just use the web form. Use the one on the Listen Live feature, not the one on the show page, or you won't get it. Or you can text CAM plus your message to 80809. Texts cost ten pence. We'll be back after this music
2: on air online
0: and across Cambridge
2: your station
0: your CamFM welcome back that was Madness by Muse and this is Burst of live on CamFM the show about silly news
1: yes hello welcome back um Previously, uh, we've uh, been uh, co- covering uh, a couple of the uh, uh, silly random stories, but now uh, a bit of a themed segment. Uh, this is uh, all about the stories in the art world uh, from, the, uh, from the past week. Uh, first of all, a story all about the Turner Prize, uh, a, a pair of words which actually physically causes me to stop reading. Uh, so, Michael, perhaps you could, uh, you could fill us in a little bit more uh, about what's gone on uh, with, with this story. Um, this
0: Turner Prize, obviously, big prize in modern art every year, causes controversy, and this year, the big thing, um, there's not seen any surprise or controversy, but they have actually got a piece of art, which is performance art, which will effectively only be running in full on Saturdays. And so, if you go, if you go to, to um, where, where they've got these, which I believe is the Tate Modern? Uh, yes, I think, uh, the, the, Tate, Tate, Britain. the Tate, Tate Britain. Tate Britain. Um, and uh, if, if you go there on every, any other day uh, you will only be able to see a cut down version of this piece of art which is is just an interesting concept to me the fact that it, they, they wanted to have live art and then realized they couldn't they couldn't keep it up for the entire time
1: Perhaps that's making a statement itself. That does sound just like theatre though. I mean like you know, if you just showed up at a theatre at three in the morning and were like, DO! <laughs> Richard the Third and they said, Are you drunk? And you said, well, yeah, yes, but that's your thing. You're the place where there is Richard the right, Third. make there be Richard the Third. Then then at no point would they summon in McKellen from his slumber and say, before Richard the third, there's a few wastrels. I, 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 I feel that what they've done is produced theatre uh, and then engendered controversy by going, it's art, which I guess it is, because it's theatre and theatre is subsumed by art. Hmm. <laughs> but no,
0: art. It, it, it's just the fact that you do expect to go to an art gallery. It, says, it, it tends to say opening times this. Well, rather than opening times, this, but the 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 Monet isn't really working. Uh, you'll have to come back. Although I suppose occasionally you do get pieces of art being take, taken away to be cleaned. So so effectively we've got the uh, performance art being taken away to be yes. like perform necessary
1: bodily functions. Ad- actors do need to be cleaned. <laughs> roughly twenty two hours out of every twenty four, <laughs> they put them through like it's a, like a car wash. Like where the actual cleaning takes place. It's like a conveyor belt uh, and a car wash-like arrangement, but roughly the size for a prone human being. It's very efficient. Well, not that efficient. It takes 22 hours out of every every 24, but as efficient as it could be. Without such a device, they'd never perform. Are you sure that isn't another piece of the art? It's just the the, the washing procedure? (laughs) Because that sounds
0: very similar to another story that we're actually going to mention in
1: a minute. Well, yeah, yes. I, I, I surely could not conceive of art that would result in dousing people in water except, perhaps, for Story 2 in the art segment, uh, which is all about uh, uh, an artist who has produced a curious installation, uh, which is essentially a massive walk-in shower. But there is 3D imaging stuff... I could phrase that better. You can, you can tell he's a computer scientist. There, There's 3D really there, imaging stuff. There are. Te- is it wobbly, 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 and tiny, wimey as well? It's not tiny, wimey in the slightest, <laughs> but it is spacey, Uh what it, what it does is it models 3D space using a bunch of, 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 of seeing eye widgets. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uses them to figure out where the people are in the room and then disables the walk-in shower local only to the bits that you're actually standing in in such a way that you can wander about in it uh, and it will track your movements and switch off the walk-in shower at the right time and in the right place so you will never in fact become covered in water unless the 3D imaging software makes a misestimation when you will be so, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gamble to, to walk into this particular installation. Uh, it's even more of a gamble uh, to walk into the installation with anybody who knows how it works, uh, as it strikes me that they would carry around, like, pocket mirrors or, like, laser pens, or, you know, other devices that are able to uh, fool uh, seeing-eye widgets uh, into thinking that you are where you aren't or aren't where you are, uh, at which point you'll become covered in water. I mean, it's a pretty technically complicated way to douse somebody in water. I mean, it's, it's a lot less less complex than just uh, emptying a bucket of water over them. Or a
0: bin of water. Or a
1: bin of water, <laughs> yes. Careful not to confuse the two.
0: Uh, well, no, I, I, I'd like to think that this piece of art will just really disappoint some children because it's kind of almost feels a bit, a bit like... You, you know when there are fountains around and it's a hot day and kids especially love running into the fountains yes, and jumping around in them? Um, this sounds like the, the way of just like really disappointing kids as they go, It's, it's wet over there! <laughs> Oh, it stops, (laughs) and they're just just frantically running around trying to catch up with the water, which
1: always seems within its grasp, (laughs) but is never quite there when it reaches there. I'm sure at some point the children will form a human pyramid, reaching up to the pipework that supplies the walk-in shower and wrest it from its mountings, and thus finally have satisfaction and also destroy the art gallery. (laughs) Uh, That uh, again could possibly be another piece of art. Art gallery, we the ruins them. of an art gallery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's de- it's definitely be very cheap. I mean, <laughs> given that all funding has been withdrawn from the opp- appropriate fields um, uh, because because politics, uh, then uh, it would be by far the easiest sort of art to produce. Yes, yeah, so all the installations will be called art in decay. It's last year's installation, but a bit manky. Uh,
0: the other things I liked about uh, this piece of art is they were saying that people might not realise that they wouldn't get wet if you just had like a 100 square metres of solid rain.
1: True, yes. My first instinct would not be to walk into it because it's a shower and I have my clothes on and that's like one of the lessons you get taught when you're three. (laughs) And so one of the suggestions
0: that they had, which sounds quite horrifying, is that actually it could start entirely switched off and then wait until someone is actually right in the middle of it Ah. and all of a sudden uh, you're now, instead of having the feeling that you don't want to get wet so you're not going to walk into it, you know, have the feeling of standing there going, oh, perhaps it might turn off at some point now that I'm in here and it's raining everywhere
1: but on me. I wouldn't want that to be a lesson we taught the children, though. Like, the lesson we'd be teaching them would be, does danger appear imminent and inescapable? (laughs) Ah, just give it a go. (laughs) At some point, a future generation are going to be, like, hunkered down, like, bullets whizzing past them on every side and go, hang on, I've been in a situation like this before go for it just you know stand up give him a wave oh <laughs> that by the way is the sound of being killed <laughs> oh
0: <laughs> but, no i i do like this idea as a piece of art though i i, I would like to run through it in some clothes with a change of clothes safely
1: stashed somewhere else <laughs> uh, to test its limits <laughs> <laughs> what you should do, I suppose, is carry a golf umbrella around with you, uh, which will successfully redirect the water onto people who it was supposed to be <laughs> missing. So that, that, that'll do the trick quite nicely. So uh, so don't let anybody from the Ramblers Association in, uh, is I think my uh, my lesson. It'd have to be a mirrored umbrella, because otherwise surely the umbrella would just be read by the
0: system and it wouldn't rain anywhere where the umbrella was. Mm, true, true enough. Or has it
1: not been programmed for umbrellas? They're pretty flimsy. Like, it might not spot them. Or anything of similarly fragile construction, like flatworms. (laughs) Like, it's not a good exhibit for invertebrates. (laughs) Bees, for example. Like, like if it could detect bees, that'd be rubbish. Because it would always be off, because there'd be just this one bee (laughs) zipping around the place.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, no, surely it'd just stop it where that bee was. And it'd be brilliant for bees, because obviously bees in rain don't mix very well. (laughs) <laughs> in the insects True, yes. don't mix very
1: well, so I think... <laughs> that would be a truly cruel exhibit in which a bee flies around in circles attempting to escape the oncoming storm. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of bees, we have actually got a bee story. Um, we do yeah. have a bee story.
0: We, 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 there we go. Uh, it is, it is um, that in, in uh, North France, um northeastern France, beekeepers have been slightly alarmed to find their bees producing
1: green and blue honey. Mm, yes. Uh, apparently, uh, they are Smurfs. Uh, Smurf bees. Uh, it's a little-known subspecies, uh, which is native to northeastern France. Nobody knew. Like that's what the cartoons were based on. We thought they were fictional. It wasn't. It's based on the Smurf bee. Uh, what, what they actually reckon has happened here is
0: there's a nearby factory which I believe creates M and M's. And th- obviously when they make M&M's, some of the M&M's get damaged and so all those bits get just chucked away, it seems. And so the bees have been eating M&M's and the coloured sugar in the M&M's has been finding its way into the honey that's producing uh, green and blue honey. Awesome. They, they claim that they can't sell it, but I, d- I just thought you'd be able to sell this to small children. I guess they can't sell it because of like, well, what else was in the pile of rubbish that the M&M's was
1: in sure but, but what's you- in the usual stuff that the bees are eating i mean presumably they've been doing this anyway just now there are m&ms to make it obvious
0: yeah quite possibly yeah well it, it does sound like an opportunity here rather than a problem for
1: basically rainbow honey yeah i mean it's not like we lack the ability to make rainbow honey to begin with <laughs> you don't you know like you can put the food coloring in afterwards rather than lacing the bees with it <laughs> But surely, surely in this, you can you can sell it as
0: like bee-made blue honey. rather than human blue-made <laughs> bee honey, <laughs>
1: authentic blue honey.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: no artificial ingredients added knowingly. <laughs> <laughs> like something got in there, but <laughs> well, we don't know where.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, it, it's just um one 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 of these things. It just loved the The what, what would you think? When you just turn up to you, you 're there you 've got all your beekeeping outfit on you turn up to the hive you can 't lift the top off, I think you lift the top off and, on, rather than just pulling out a tray
1: right and I would suggest you, you find out before you try it yeah yes I know. because
0: you might become in bead <laughs> and and you 've got a
1: blue honeycomb rather than a kind of yellowy one yeah it''s it 's quite, it's quite unique now then, i think it's about time for our uh, our next little musical break whilst we figure out some stories um next coming up is uh, a diabolical piece of music uh, which i like which, it like, see i i i'm just i'm 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 deflecting the blame uh for for this one uh Mike, michael un- unleash unleash your choice oh.
2: On air. 97.2. Online. camfm.co.uk
0: And
1: across Cambridge.
2: Your station.
1: Your CamFM.
0: That was Carly Jepson with Corey Maybe This is Bursa Bubble, the unusual news show from CamFM. And we've got a guest in the studio who is here as part of the CamFM training programme. It's Alice.
2: Hi, Alice. Hello. (laughs)
1: Yes. So, uh, Alice will be uh, bringing a, a classical music show to you uh, in the uh, uh, forthcoming weeks on Cam FM, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, Alice, that's uh, right. What, what, what's your What's your show all about?
2: Um, well, our show, as far as I know, is um, based on a kind of desert island discs format. So we get students in to talk about their favourite classical pieces and then play them to our lovely audience.
1: Okay, so de- so you're only allowed to bring. Extracts with you, but they have to be before the twentieth century. Uh,
2: I ha- uh, to be honest, I'm just the the kind of glamorous assistant, as I um, <laughs> like to think of myself. So, I, I guess that's the general gist of things.
0: Yes, and Alice will be bringing some glamour to this segment <laughs> of personal <First of laughs> novel as well
2: uh, as we get
1: on with our stories, Chris. Yes, indeed. Uh, with, uh, with 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 Alex on on quip duty. Uh, so so do do butt in at uh, any any moment uh, that a, a quip should occur to you. I'll oh, do uh, my best. We'll proceed uh, with our stories for this segment. Uh, the first of which uh, is a man who has found a job as a human scarecrow. Uh, he he graduated from Bangor University or Bangor University, however you turn out to pronounce that particular part of Wales, uh, and uh, unable to find other employment, uh, was employed to do what his job title suggests, which is to sit in a field uh, and scare partridges. Uh, Apparently, he spends his day uh, reading books, uh, playing the ukulele, uh, listening to podcasts, uh, and occasionally leaping from his chair in order to trouble the wildlife.
0: Yes, in fact, the the ukulele bit is specifically he's decided to learn... The ukulele, while he's there, but um, despite the fact that he uses a um, cowbell and an an accordion to scare off the um, birds, the ukulele apparently has no effect. None whatsoever. No, so he he has to put his ukulele down and pick up one of his other instruments, um, which is interesting, because it it suggests that Partridges are a bit of a fan of the ukulele. Perhaps they were all the George Formby groupies back in the day, but... (laughs) uh, (laughs) <laughs> but now, but, but um, no, they're, they're quite happy to sit around listening to that. But they don't like their cowbell.
1: I wonder if he's tried singing the Twelve Days of Christmas. <laughs> I just thought the would be fed up of it. Like they'd regard it as kind of oh that one. You know, it's like um, uh, uh, it, it like like if there was a, a a delegate like a delegation of Chinese diplomats and you played kung fu fighting. You know, it'd be, it'd be that kind of it'd be that kind of oh god really. <laughs> there are no pear trees around here. <laughs> no, but um. So,
0: the the other thing here is that, um basically, he, I, I actually read this, and he's actually quite well paid. Uh, he gets 250 quid a week for doing this.
1: Yes, uh, and, and apparently uh, the crop that he is guarding uh, is worth thousands of pounds, uh, and takes about six months to grow. Uh, so somebody has not done their maths, is what we learn from this. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but... Um,
0: yeah, apparently, uh, Father William Youngs uh, drops in to check on him every day. It's kind of one of those one of those things. They just have a really really awkward conversation. <laughs> so, so how's it going? It's,
1: okay, it's going with birds. <laughs> yep. Still being paid to sit here in a field and wait for death, <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> you like- had to put a morbid spin on it.
0: <laughs> sit in a field and w- wait for death. I mean, sit, sit in a field and like he's listening to podcasts. He might he might be listening he might be listening to our podcast. Hint hint. No, no, he's probably not. But but he could be bettering himself. He could be listening to all of the like interesting podcasts and e- educating himself about the world. And you're just going sitting here. Waiting for death
1: <laughs> it, It's possible he does other things as well But he is necessarily as part of being a human being Waiting for death That's I don't know, I much
0: waiting I mean, it's a ability, But I'm not sure I'm waiting for it It's like, ooh, that death's going to get here anytime soon
2: <laughs> He does get to wear a nice outfit though fetching fluorescent orange number.
1: I thought we meant death. Like no, <laughs> like the, rea- the reaper death. has a pretty awesome <laughs> out- yeah.
2: Less so <laughs> on the fluorescent orange. That is,
1: yeah, that is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> just imagining death turning up now in just like with, with a fluorescent <laughs> orange jacket, you know, you know, like, when someone's oh, doing... Like high viz. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in, in <laughs> high-vis because, like, people, people on ha- off, like, in authority in, like, roads and stuff, they wear high-vis, so, you know, you have to obey the person in high-vis, so
1: obviously yeah. death should wear high-vis as well. Most deaths on the road these days are because he actually hit the Grim Reaper crossing <laughs> so you know <laughs> it's pretty inescapable as <laughs> a traffic accident that one <laughs> but no yeah getting back to the actual point yeah, uh, Mr Fox does actually get some, some pretty fancy gear uh, to do his, uh, his scare crowery uh, principally because he has no, uh, no ability to take shelter so he's, uh, he has head to toe rain gear uh, and very, very brightly coloured So the, uh, the partridges uh, never think he's, uh, he's gone away he's always uh, <laughs> foremost in their tiny partridge brains I'm just wondering how
0: much he got the job entirely because of his surname. Fox. Fox. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's anything that's going to sc- scare a Partridge away, surely it would be a fox. And it's, it's, it's kind of orange, it's kind of a little bit like Fox's colouring.
2: But Partridge's can't speak English, can they? How would they know he was called Fox? <laughs>
0: his, his just generic
2: fox... Fox-likeness. fox, <laughs> fox uh,
1: Fox-like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> would, would just shine through, especially, especially with the colour, colouring you will be out of a job when, like, Mr. Seven Lions cut moves into town. It's, <laughs> it's an obscure sermon, <laughs> but they're very good at keeping partridges away. As well as humans. Like if, you, if, if, if there's pesky humans stealing your crops, then that, that's what you want. <laughs> oh, mo- moving on um,
0: from a man in an orange coat to another story involving a bright colour. Uh, this is that Cadbury's has managed to trademark a specific colour of purple.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, They associate the colour purple with their dairy milk products uh, and have successfully trademarked not just dairy milk in concurrence with the colour, but the colour itself. Uh, Cadbury's now owns Pantone 2685C. So if you're going down the colour chart, scratch that one off. Uh, you, You cannot use it. You will be accused of imitating Cadbury's. It's actually only for chocolate, but it's quite
0: a It's it's any sort of possible chocolate, not just chocolate. It's drinking chocolate, milk chocolate, chocolate tablets. Which I'm not sure what that is. Is that, a, <laughs> is, that is that what happens if you had a mild case of dementia in the Harry Potter universe? It's like the um, wizard doctor goes, Oh take two chocolate
1: tablets daily
0: <laughs> if, you, if you're working in
1: Azkaban." <laughs> <Perhaps. laughs> That's <laughs> I wondered what you meant by dimension you do you do in fact mean having been beset by a dementia. Oh, yes.
2: I heard dementia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay,
1: no. <laughs> no. Um but uh yeah, well yes, indeed, uh, I I believe the chocolate tablet is actually uh it's something it's something that something is as useful as, isn't it? Um it's like uh if if you work at Apple uh, and you have a, like a, bro- a a broken iPad oh, it's as useful as a chocolate tablet that. But anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> the I, I I think that Cadbury's are they're, they're going to find this quite tricky to uh, enforce, uh, principally because colour uh, is not an absolute thing, but it is a perceived thing. Uh, So even if dairy milk is this very particular shade of purple and my rival chocolate, which I called Mary Dilk, uh, is a slightly different colour of purple in order to avoid infringing, uh, then what I would do is actually turn up the lights slightly in my bit of the store uh, so that my uh, chocolate appears to be the same colour but actually isn't. Ha! You could work you, around that one, Cadbury's. Just shine a spotlight onto your chocolate. Yeah, exactly. P- possibly also we a sort of...
0: Ah... Uh,
1: sound <laughs> effect. That would be ideal. Like, I'll get actual angelic voices, no offence, <laughs> but I'm not just having you going... <laughs> but, uh, okay, I'm lacking in the angelic voice sense. People will think you're yawning rather than doing angelic voices. They'll think you're sleeping underneath that particular region of store. <laughs> so,
0: like, if, it's, if It's a drinking chocolate you're doing. Perhaps that's the impression that you want to give. It, it's so effective. You have it at
1: night and then you you sleep well. I'd want you eventually to stop yawning though, because like it, if my ad was just a yawning guy who was still yawning by the end, that'd be kind of like tired as heck. This will make no difference either way, honestly. But it's quite nice.
0: <laughs> is, is this why you aren't actually in the chocolate business? If that's that, that's what you can. That's what you'd come up with in that circumstance.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I got fired, uh, and i 'm never hiring you to do voice work so ha <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, when you said that it was a matter of perception, I thought
0: that you meant you were going to put get them to put filters light filters and that, uh, would be, it, that would be that would be fine it, as well it yeah it wasn't in mean. front of the milk so people, like 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 um like those drinks that come in colored bottles and then you pour it out and it 's just entirely <laughs> colorless and you 're always slightly disappointed' <laughs> because, uh, like I know, I know it doesn 't change the taste at all, but it just makes yeah. the drink look more more exciting when it's in the bottle compared to when it's actually in
1: in a container for imbibing in front of me hmm sure like red wine like you know, red wine is shipped in these dark green bottles, so it looks pitch black uh, when when stored, uh, <laughs> but actually pours out to be a sort of a reddish color. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's, the clue is in the name there. Really, that, that's probably because like Pope Pius the Seventh owns the rights to the color claret. You know, like this is kind of the the, the rough equivalent, uh, and so wine distributors have been disguising it. So, so it's okay. So it's okay so long as you don't use it to advertise. It, but if your product is actually that color, it's okay. Is what you think. Uh, yes absolutely uh, I'm also realising that uh, Pope Pius Seventh has very little use for a trademark about wine uh, on account of the fact that you can't drink it so uh, so perhaps somebody else will own that one uh, M- move, moving on to our next story uh, indeed yes Coming up next, uh, we have uh, a man who has decided to mow his way from John O'Groats, uh to presumably... Oh no, sorry, I'd, I'd assumed that he was going to go to Land's End, because that seems like where you go to uh, if you're coming from John O'Groats. But what he's actually doing is going from Bergerac in France to John O'Groats, uh and riding one of those ride-on lawnmower things all the way. It's not, yeah, the thing is, I, when it's a l- l-
0: ride-on Romo, I was thinking about the kind of little ones that are entirely open to the elements, and you just kind of, and it goes, like, down, but this is kind of enclosed. It m- looks more like, y- y- like like it should be driving around a lot at a film studio, delivering the stars to their to their sets or something, because it's like a li- little enclosed electric vehicle
1: thing. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's actually petrol driven. Not petrol uh, because driven. It, lo- it looks like it should be electric. It otherwise, like to it drive twelve hundred and fifty miles, he's going to need a very long extension cord. Uh, not to mention one that crosses the English Channel. Uh, but because um, it, it has a European plug, you see, uh. can't Couldn- take it to England. Uh, but no, it is it is actually petrol driven. Uh, and uh, I think that that's a pretty unglamorous film set that, <laughs> that you're imagining here, in which there's a ride-on mower carrying the stars around. And like most scenes end with the director going <laughs> i can't hear a thing stop that m- die <laughs> immaculate grass but very angry staff uh, at your films
0: <laughs> oh i, I just want to be a, a little whizzy thing that uh, it, i think i bet it's got a good turning circle
1: you're thinking of a golf cart quite possibly it does it does resemble one they it looks quite it, similar it, it looks a lot like a golf cart but critically it mows never never use one in the place of the other <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, surely that's how they mow golf courses.
1: With like. golf carts that mow.
2: Yeah, killing two birds with one stone. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> is, yes, yeah. They're only allowed to drive down the fairways.
2: <laughs> uh.
1: you just got to encourage your punters to distribute themselves <laughs> evenly across the fairway. <laughs> well, well you, you, you do it when they're not there as well. <laughs> you, you just, you just want to get a little bit extra. Yeah. you can <laughs> Chasing after that m- coveted most mowed type of... <laughs>
0: I had the most vote, But no, um, the, the thing is, um, apparently they've actually had to issue uh, warnings for cars that might catch up with this uh, lawnmower, because it only goes at 10 miles per
1: hour. Mm, indeed. And if you drive over one of them, you die. It's horrible. <laughs> but um, what, what, what do you think? Uh, how, how would this match up against cyclists in Cambridge in terms of speed? 10 miles an hour is definitely slower than uh, than a lot of cyclists. Uh, 20 is 20 is a reasonable speed to do on a good touring bike. Uh, and 15 is routine. So yes, he he, w- he will get be getting oversa- overtaken by bicyclists. He'll presumably also burn lots of petrol in order to do his, like, big charitable mission. So, af- apparently he's hoping to raise £10,000. So, I do hope somebody's checked it doesn't cost £10,000 to ride on Moe your way from Bergerac <laughs> to John <O'Crist. laughs> One man went to Moe when to mow from Bergmack. Yes, <laughs> the one thing he will not be mowing is any meadows. He, he, he is de- he is depicted proceeding along concrete, uh, which suggests that he should get himself a golf cart, or at least like pre- if he proceeded in a direct straight line. Like from Bergerac to Groats, I think knowing
2: everything in his farm. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, because yeah, exactly, he is the one vehicle that will genuinely be able to <laughs> deal with everything. That unless it's like a building, like you can't mow a building. Learned that the hard way. So, <laughs> but except for that, he, <laughs> like I, I basically, I want that. You know that thing where like Bugs Bunny sort of goes, woof, and then there's like a cornfield with a massive trench, like in a, in a huge, great straight line. I, I want that, but dug very slowly and, and using the proper equipment. um, we've only got a couple of minutes left which means we've just probably got enough time to
0: rush through some more more stories if we're quick
1: alas alack yes here are the stories we didn't get to number Number one
0: (laughs) Uh, the film Looper was lauded as being the first film to take more on its debut in China than US but they've since found out that this is because people have managed to get US dollars and uh, uh, Chinese yen Um, do I mean yen? I don't mean yen uh, you mean Y U A N? U N, probably. Yeah, Um mixed up, and uh, uh, and so actually, it turns out it might not have made all that. Which is 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 a is a brilliant thing. You think it's like check your numbers. This is this is kind of like I've I've run supervisions here, and this is something that I tell all of my students, especially when you get an unusual result. If you get an unusual result, go back, check your numbers and check your units. And obviously that hasn't happened here. So I'm very, very disappointed and, and will be scribbling over these new stories with lots of red
1: pen. Speaking of Looper and disappointment, I was disappointed by the film Looper. Uh, on account of the fact that uh it's uh, it's rules of time travel uh, sent me mildly insane uh this is uh, it, if you haven't seen looper uh, by the way uh it involves time travel uh, spoiler alert uh further spoiler alert uh, for for a silly thing that happens about halfway through the film uh but there is a guy who is driving a car uh during the film uh and uh, uh and his younger self like him in a previous time period uh is being uh viciously um, maimed by uh, by, uh, gangster. Uh, and what we see is every time the gangster does something horrible uh, to his younger self, his older self like loses that part of his body which has just been destroyed in the past. Uh, so he's sort of driving along, driving along, suddenly realizes he hasn't got one of his hands, and then goes, oh goodness gracious! Uh, and you know then realizes that his other hands disappeared, and he's like, oh oh, this is going to be a problem. Steering wheels require hands. Now I'm in trouble. Uh, and they, like grad- you know, gradually he, he becomes smaller and smaller, and lighter and lighter, uh, until eventually. He Drives, it, drives into a parked car by virtue of the fact that he no longer has any limbs. Now, like, th- this is all quite nice and good, until you notice that from his point of view, all of those things happened 30 years ago. So what actually happened in that film is a man was horribly maimed when he, when he, like, when he was 30, and then when he was 60, inexplicably decided to get into a car, somehow accelerated the car to 60 miles an hour before realising his error, <laughs> at which point he drove into a parked vehicle. <laughs> So, grrr, to Looper, I say. Uh, Yes, um, you you didn't deserve to be the first film to achieve this. uh, Exactly. Next story.
0: Next story. Next story. Um, (laughs) The Beatles um, is 50 years since the release of Love Me Do, which means that, basically, Liverpool has been trading on the Beatles for 50 years.
1: Hurrah! Next that, story. That was it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the Simpsons have launched a competition uh, in which you can design the couch gag thing that happens at the start. Uh, with the caveat uh, that you can't just you can't do live, live action sequences or something like that. So you've got to produce thirty seconds worth of animation that is one of those couch couch sequences. With the additional caveat that every single one has been done. Uh, but you've got to be able to describe it in a hundred words, which means you've got three point three recurring words per second. So it can't be too complicated either. Mm, Indeed. So pitch your ideas at The Simpsons artists if you think you know what to do with that one. And that's all we've got time for. So thank you very much. Thank you, Alice, for joining us.
0: And we'll be back next week with some more unusual news stories. Next up on CAMFM, it's The Science of Fiction with Andy Holding and Will. Indeed. Tune in next week and goodbye.